Welcome to Death and Aliens, an in-depth look at horror and sci-fi TV from two friends who vaguely know what they're doing. I'm MK. And I'm Courtney. And Courtney, how are you? Well, I still have bronchitis, so not great. Um, everyone who's asked me today, I'm like, I'm miserable, but I'm alive. And yeah. like, oh, I'm like, that's me. That's who I am now. Um, but let me tell you... On top of this bronchitis mess, the audacity that Grubhub had today. Oh, no. I texted you and I said, I didn't eat today. What do I eat? And you said mashed potatoes. Correct. I said, great. Mashed potatoes. Perfect. So I've been on this kick of eating the KFC mashed potato bowl lately. It's mm. the only thing that's bringing me joy in life. And I mean, valid. Yeah, I've been eating it like once a week, which I understand is too much, but it's where I am in life. Right is it now. though? I feel like it is. I gotta branch out. I, gotta I mean, if there's if there's three meals a day, seven days a week, that's twenty one meals. You're only eating one twenty oneth, one twenty first. So many other options. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I said one twenty oneth. Like that was a word. <laughs> it totally is, and I just let it go. I heard it. I registered it. I was like, that's not right. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> But I just, I live in the city and I should have so many, I try to eat different things. Yeah. I try not to eat the same thing over and over, but here we are. And so I was like, great. Ordering mashed potato bowl, no question. Can't wait. I order it. 20 minutes later, it's canceled. The store's closed. Fine. I'll look at another location. Again, I'm in New York City. There's probably 75 other locations. Right. Find another location. I order it. It's going to be like... 45 minutes and I was like I'm starving but fine that's what I want it's what I want I've already waited half yeah. an hour to not be here I'll do it again finally gets here at like 6 20 so I'm like plenty of time to eat before the podcast all this stuff is going I go outside it is not my order it is a box of chicken on the bone Ew. which I do not enjoy no although I do think it came with a Pepsi which is what I ordered so now I have two pepsis which is yeah. good because i need to drink more liquids um but so i just and i just stared at it and i was like i don't know what to do so i messaged and it didn't say it was delivered yet even though it clearly was delivered so yeah. i messaged my guy and i was like hey this isn't my order radio silence did marcus delivered never smiled i waited like 10 minutes and i messaged the grubhub app people who are usually yeah. very helpful had a lot of errors lately yeah. Um, and so I messaged them and I was like, hey, this isn't my order. It said it's not delivered. It's clearly delivered and it's not what I ordered. What do, what do you want me to do about it? Yeah. It's like, it's not like responding to me or whatever. And they were like, we refunded it. I was like, okay, but if I still want my food, I need to order it. And they're like, yeah. And I was like, do you need me to do anything with this order I have? Like, do you want me to tell you what it is? So you can figure out who's right. like, there's no receipt on it nothing nothing no. that tells me this and they were like and they just completely ignored that and then i was like okay well i just i used a coupon because i had ten dollars off when they messed up my order saturday yeah and i was like so could i just like have that back i just want to order the exact same thing at the exact same price yeah. and they're like we can give you five dollars i was like are you kidding <laughs> i was like right but i didn't use the coupon and i just want to get the food for the same price that i ordered that i didn't get and they're yeah. like, well, we can make it $7. And 
like he didn't give any explanation. He's just like, well, we can make it seven dollars. And I was like, no, right. But I didn't use the coupon I had because everything got canceled. He yeah. was like, you can only apply it once. I was like, right. Right, but I didn't I didn't apply it because that order didn't happen. Yeah. So then he's like, I'll send you ten dollars. And I was like, You have not said anything to me that was helpful. But I did get my ten dollars. So I did get my food for the same price that I got it for before with no issue. And now I haven't eaten it because I can't eat. But I have it. So theoretically I'll have some potatoes today. Um but I am just distraught with Grubhub and they're usually so good at their customer service. Like I love them usually, but today I wanted to throw my phone out a window. Yeah, I don't know what I would do. It wasn't, it wasn't, if I wouldn't have been sick, I probably would have been more aggressive. Yeah. I was like, just give me my money so I could pay my money and order the food I want. Anyways, that's my, that is awful. Um, How are you? My, I'm almost as bad. Um, I didn't, I, I did get a potato. Um, oh, I see. Dan um, was making dinner and he was like, I have a, he was like, what do you want for dinner? And he said, oh, no, he first goes, you didn't eat anything today. I said, correct. I don't, partially because I had already told him about how terrible my day was and partially because it's pretty much a given that I didn't eat anything all day. Um, and he was like, I have an idea. I can cook some biscuits and some chicken fingers and then we can just like make little mini sandwiches. And I was like, great. Sounds good. I don't have to think and I don't have to cook. Fine. So he's making the biscuits. He's making the chicken. I'm taking notes for Stargate. And then he just goes, do you want a potato? He said, yes. Yes. But he didn't ask me like in a normal voice. He asked me if I wanted a potato in like the same voice as the girl who goes, I'm a potato. (laughs) Um... So obviously I then ate a whole potato because yeah. Good choice. Yeah. So um that might have been the only good thing that happened to me today. Um all of the other teachers at school were like, oh, it's so great. It's a Monday and you didn't have to teach anything. I go, no, no. No. <laughs> no, I don't I don't think you understand how stressful it is being here and not accomplishing anything. Anything, right. Especially if it's not planned. Like, if I'm like, oh, I know the kids have these X, Y, and Z activities. I don't have to lesson plan. I know that the day is going to be a shit show. Fine. Yeah. I did not know that today was going to be a shit show. And then of the nine blocks of the day, I taught for one of them. It was not a good day. Because not only did I only teach for one block, I didn't even watch Stargate on my free time. No, that's insane. Correct. So, because I didn't have any free time to watch Stargate. Right. Um, so, yeah. It's been a day. I don't like it. Me either. Um, I think that what this really calls for is um, a dose of some spiritual inspiration to maybe get ourselves together because we're clearly struggling today i've got you don't fret i see you on the days you move mountains i see you on the days you don't get out of bed whichever day it is today you are beautiful strong and brave i just wanted you to know stephanie bennett henry that's beautiful i think we're i don't think either of us are moving mountains today 
We are not. We are not. It feels like moving mountains. The entire day feels like all I've done is push mountains that aren't moving. But yeah. But um, you know who did accomplish what they wanted to do? Jack. They asked you on team. Yeah. It was good. Good time. Good times. Um, we're talking today about Stargate SG One, season five, episode two. Threshold, which I'm really glad I know that that's the name of this episode because I didn't write the name down. <laughs> I did write it down. I could have told you. Yeah, no, I just wrote SG1, S5E2, July 6, 2001. No name. I don't know what the fuck I was doing. Um, I do know this episode, though, so I knew which episode it was going to be. Um, yeah. So it did come out on July 6, 2001. It was rated 7.5 stars. Which I suppose is fair. I like this episode a lot. But I, I do, I guess, get why it's not very highly rated. Yeah, I mean, I probably would have rated it a bit higher, which I know is not the norm Yeah, for my ratings. <laughs> but all in all, if you break it down, it <laughs> probably was a little less. Yeah, that's the thing is, like, I really love this episode, but, like, from an analyzing point, <coughs> it really isn't. Like, so um, if you guys watched last week and you saw me flipping vigorously through my notebook, I had six pages of notes on the last episode. I have... That's it. Yeah. So, yeah, much shorter. The number one book on this day was um, Seven Up by Janet um, Ivanovich, which is the seventh book in the Stephanie Plum series. So we've already talked about that. The number one song was You Remind Me by Usher. Oh, love. And the number one movie was Scary Movie 2. Yes, all good things. I all love all. Um, on this day, uh, President Bush celebrated his fifty-five or fifty-five. The birth. <laughs> I'm really good at numbers today. There is nothing you are better at than numbers today. His fifty-fifth birthday while in office, so it was a big deal. It was the president's birthday in office. Um, and also. Unrelated, um, a tornado struck Myrtle Beach, and um, there were no deaths. There were quite a few injuries, but no deaths. Um, but the winds were up to 150 miles per hour, and apparently, like Myrtle Beach, I mean, I mean Myrtle Beach doesn't get tornadoes. Like that's. I want you to know yeah. that I did not hear Myrtle Beach the first time when you started talking. I heard Mirla Beach, and I was like, I don't know what that means. But oh I'll no. Just- Hang no, out Mer- until I figure it out. Myrtle Beach. Myrtle um, Beach. I'm familiar with, yes. Yes. Um, so out of 150 mile per hour winds were kind of a big deal. Yeah. Um I don't remember this happening. I also don't, but it was 2001, so it was nine. Not yeah, even but it was it- Maybe I wasn't. So in the summers, oh, I was family lived, there. In the summers, I lived in North Carolina. Right. So like, I'm like, but I was there, but it was too close to the 4th of July. We didn't, we stayed here till after the 4th of July and then went mm-hmm. down. 
just kidding. I know where I was. In 2001, I was in Baton Rouge for my pageant. July 4th, 2001, that's when I was in Baton Rouge competing in a national pageant. So I wasn't paying attention to tornadoes because I was too busy being being a baby baby pageant girl. Um, So, yeah, so that was that day um, in 2001. I am just putting together that... um, all of this happened in the same summer that I was in Louisiana and I'm very confused by how old I am. That's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I don't um, know what to do. People keep asking me and I keep not knowing. Yeah. Um, this episode was directed by Peter Deloise, written by Brad Wright and edited by Rick Martin. So great. Dream team. Yep. Um, the guest star, um, who played um, Valor was David Lovegren. Um, he's known for Roller Coaster, Antitrust, and Stargate. And once again, there is no information available online about this person. Excellent. So, um, yeah, that's where we're at. Uh, Love that. Um, I do just want to point out that you in our season four wrap up said that the two things that you expected to happen in season five were that the replicators would come back and that Braytac would come back. And um, <laughs> so far, that's exactly how the season is going. I wrote that down. I was um, like, I am a genius. <laughs> in case so, everyone didn't already know. But um, so we start with another flashlight. <laughs> Flashback. I have said the wrong words so many times, and we haven't even started the episode. We haven't even started yet. It's Um, okay. My bronchitis has me just like non-reactive to it. I'm just like, yep, start the flashlight. Let's do it. I'm in. (laughs) Good luck to everyone listening to this episode. Holy shit. Okay. Um. So we start with another flashback. That just shows the progression of Teal losing his way. Right. Um, but then we start the real meat of the episode with um, Teal is in like a holding cell and Jack goes to talk to him. And Teal apologizes to Jack for pledging his allegiance to Apophis and says that Dr. McKenzie convinced him he was mistaken and that he's ready to like come back and work with SG-1 and he's sorry. Um, and Jack and Hamlet are like, okay, like, yeah, I was like, wow, that was super fast. Yeah, Jack's a little, um, doubtful at the speed at which it happened, but like being much more optimistic than Jack ever really is because it's Teal'c. And so he's like, yeah, of course, like for sure that worked. So they go out into the hallway and they let him out of the cell. And then we meet up with Braytac in the hallway and Braytac shakes his hand and then goes, you know, he's lying to you. Like, just so you know, he's not a good thing. Immediately looked at him and was like, he's a liar. So Teal tries to make a run for it. Um, and he's running around trying to escape. And then uh, Braytac shoots him 
with a Zach gun and yanks his symbiote out of his stomach. Um, now, at this moment, Dan was washing dishes, so he was only listening to it. And he was like, what is it? And granted, he did not watch the last two episodes with me. So he was unaware that Teal'c's allegiance had changed and then wasn't visually watching what was happening. And he was like shouting out of the kitchen. Very distressed. Or he was did. like, did they just shoot Braytac? I was like, no, no, no. Braytac Bray shot Teal'c. And he was like, why? <laughs> Sorry. Gotta, you gotta catch up. You gotta stay. We're, we're, we're recording, no, but we're recording too many out of order. So he hasn't caught up because he doesn't watch the shows with me all the time, but then he listens to the podcast. So he still knows um, where we are in the show, I but see. because we've recorded out of like ahead of time, he, he's not caught up. I'm he's sorry. Like three behind, yeah. Sure. Um, and Braytac is like, um, the only way to save him is to, like, send him to the edge of death because, like, we're basically going to perform last rites on him and, like, allow his, like, entire experience of life to flash before his eyes so that we can, like, clear his mind. Um, no one's, like, super thrilled about this, but they're like, oh, but, like, you've done this before. And he's like, yes, I've done it. In my entire 137 years, I have done it two times. Two times. And um, both times they died. So a great track record. Super, super. He's batting 100 in the wrong direction. In the wrong direction, yes. <laughs> um, so that's great. Um, and, um, but somehow this plan gets approved anyway. I mean... I, What's their other option? <laughs> right. <laughs> Honestly, there is not really a lot of other choices. Um, they go to the infirmary to see Teal, and Janet is not thrilled about this plan. No. Well, she's uh, made an oath to protect people, and now they're going to send him to the brink of death. So, Yeah. Um, Janet might be the only TV doctor I've ever experienced who takes her, like, oath to care for people so fucking seriously like, yeah. like if you watch it's just like they just willy-nilly like you know yeah. like you watch shows like Grey's Anatomy or House or like these all these are like even like Scrubs and ER and they're like they obviously care about people and they want to save people but they don't like they're like we're just doing the best we can like we don't have all the answers and Janet is like no I will save him. I do not yeah. let people die. And he was like, mm -hmm. okay. Um, um, Braytac is like, please just stay. You can't do anything. You can't put it back. We already have approval to do this. But like the more people that are here helping us through this, the better. So, uh, sorry. Braytac is like talking to Teal and like telling him, that he has to like come back and um Tilk is just like no Apophis is gonna come back for me. Um Give it and up, then Tilk. I at the next part I laughed so hard I had to pause the TV because I was like laughing uh, so hard I cried because Jack was like I am a hundred percent sure Apophis is dead and then Daniel just gives him a look like maybe 
maybe we've said that before. And then Jack is like, I am 99% sure that Bob's his dad. Yes. Um, which is so funny because then Dan did the same thing to me at the end of the episode. I was like, it's okay though, Apophis really is dead. And he goes, but is he? I said, yes. And he goes, but that's what you said the last time. I was like, no, but this time I mean it. He goes, and that's what they said the last time. <laughs> That is um, so he's like, I um never <coughs> I never wanted to work for you. I was always waiting for Apophis. He's gonna come back. He is not dead. You can't convince me that he is. And Braytac like yells at him and is like, We used to do this together, like remember when uh, we worked together and um I was Apophis's first prime. And then we go into the first of our flashbacks. Um, our first flashlight yes um, this episode is like a clip show but not but not yeah because because it's um, not for the most part not clips that we've seen before mm-hmm. so like it, it's an interesting feeling because it has that same feeling of the clip show but it's all new information um, so uh, we go and we see the first time that um, Teal'c met Apophis. He was working under Braytac. Braytac was Apophis's first prime. And we see them him meeting Apophis. And Apophis, like, talks to him about his father. And he tells Apophis, like, my father was the first prime of Cronus. Um, and he was killed. And Apophis is like, that's because he was not, he was a coward. He wasn't a good first prime. And Teal'c, like, argues with Apophis. And Apophis fucking is not having that and he punishes him he like i was gonna say beats the shit out of him but it's all the go old hand right thing um and in his memory teal'c screams so then real life teal'c screams in pain and we're back to the present and janet is like freaking out she's like can we at least like give him medicine to like sit to like ease the pain and vertex like no the whole point is for him to feel the pain. Like if he got to where he is in life by experiencing pain and if he doesn't re-experience it, he'll never remember the truth. Like sometimes the truth is painful and you have to feel pain. Right. Um, but Gray Tech is like, all right, we've got everything set up. He's on the right path. He's doing what he needs to do, but I'm not going to be strong enough to go through this whole thing with him if I don't take a break, I need to go to Kelmarine. It was a very long journey for me to even get here in the first place. Like, I want to help you, but you got to give me a minute. So I need you all to just keep talking to him until I can get back. Like, keep talking to him, make him question his beliefs, have conversations with him. Don't, like, let him, like, faster in this feeling. Yeah. So they go to take Braytac into his room, and while... Sam is escorting him to his room. She like tells him that this is really hard for all of them to like watch Teal'c in pain. And Braytex is like, humans are so fixated on pain. This scene and these things that he was saying, I like, it was amazing. It was everything I needed to hear. Like in life, he was like, but he was like, humans are so fixated on pain. And like, you want people to be alive for the sake of being alive. Like, you want to save Teal'c, but if Teal'c isn't Teal'c, if Teal'c is brainwashed, if he's this goon of Apophis, what's the point of him being alive? Like, it's it's not 
and he admits that he is going to be dying. Like he's like, I'm 137. My symbiote is going to mature in like two years. And I'm too old to take a new symbiote, even if I could find one. Mm-hmm. And he was like, and, and that's okay. Like I've lived a very long life. That's what happens. I will die and it will be okay. Like, yeah. and, and he's like, so you have to remember that life has to mean something or it's not worth living. And um, either Tilk is going to come back to us as himself or he's not going to come back at all. Those are our only two options right now. Yes. Which are the, really the only two options. Yeah. Um, back in the other room, they decide to like take turns talking to Tilk to try to like help him. And Daniel is going to go first, but then he's so fucking awkward. It's painful. And so Jack is like, never mind. I've got this. Um, and he starts, like, talking to Teal'c, and he's like, you know, what I don't really understand is that if somehow you were still working for Apophis this whole time, you never gave up hope, when we were on Chulak and you rescued us and then, like, started this whole thing, either you're lying or you're working as a double agent but you're the world's worst double agent in the history of ever because nothing about this makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so then Tilk just says the word Valar. And we get the next flashback. And Tilk remembers talking to Valar, who was a friend of his, who was another Jaffa. And um, Tilk was telling him, he was like, I don't really understand, like, Apophis like punished me and I don't understand what kind of God would punish someone that for loving their father and like being loyal to their father and Valar is like our God so like you better cut it out that's not how this is gonna work so we see that even after having only met Apophis once Tilk is not really feeling this thing yeah right um And then we get a really stupid scene where Jack and Daniel are fighting over whether Tilk said Valar or Valour. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, guys. Um, And um, Tilk tries to get Jack and Daniel to release him and he's like pretending that he apologizes again, but he can't even handle pretending and he like still is calling a pop as a god and he like freaks the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um his next memory is of training with Braytac and they're fighting and um Braytac has a blindfold on him and he's making him fight him blind and he's talking about how and then he says he's gonna kill Tilk wow. and Tilk's like it's fine Apophis will save me and Braytac's like mm. are you sure about that and he's like, he's a god. He knows everything. And he's like, blind faith is not going to get you anywhere. Like, you can't, he can't rely on that. Um, so, um, then we go back to real life. And Daniel is still questioning Teal'c. And he's like saying that everything Jack says is true. And it doesn't really make sense. And Teal'c's continuing to argue with him. And then he just like yells don't um what does he say don't test me woman or something oh 
And, yeah. Uh, like that. And I was like, the fuck? Did he just call me woman? Um, but it's because he's back in memory land and he is talking to Dreyok, uh, his wife, who sometimes we pretend doesn't exist on the show. Sure. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and how he like, Braytech is his master and he wants to honor Braytech, but he also thinks that Braytech is um not loyal to Apophis and he doesn't know if she he should do it. And Dreyok, who we all know is shady as shit, um, is like, you have to tell Apophis. Yeah. And Tilk's like, I really can't fucking do that. She's like, cool, then just come have sex with me. Okay. <laughs> She's too much. Too, uh, not, that's one way to handle it. Um, yeah. So um, then we're back in the real world and Sam is going in, comes back in and she checks on Janet um, and Janet's like, Junior's fine. I don't really know what the fuck we're going to do with him um, if Tilk dies, but that won't be my problem because I will have quit. <laughs> yeah. Um, she's not having a good time. And um they, the rest of the team talks and they decide that the only way that any of them are going to make it is if they sit in shifts and they're going to take turns staying with Teal'c and Sam goes first and Teal'c like tries to talk Sam into like caving and um, he's like, and she's like not buying it. And then he's like, do you believe in God? And she's like, that is really not even the question right now, because this is my favorite thing. Not relevant, but also my favorite thing about the show is that Sam is clearly a Christian, but because mm-hmm. she's also the most scientific person on the show, they can't talk about it. Yeah. So they like every time religion comes up, Sam is like talked to, but never says anything conclusive. <laughs> it's like yeah. they dance around it a lot. Um, she's like not relevant, and he's like. Well, you can understand, like, if you have faith in your God, why is it wrong that I have faith in my God? And she's like, totally not the same thing. Not at all. No. <laughs> just, just so we're very clear. And he was like, why not? And she's like, uh, I don't I don't know that you have the capacity for me to under- explain this to you in this moment. Just yeah. sorry. Um, and um, then we go back to a memory. And... Um, Valar, Valar has um, come back from the battlefield early and he wasn't supposed to. And he is like talking about it to Teal'c. And he's like, please, like, tell Apophis that I'm not a coward. Like, tell him that I really just want to go back with more people and like take out Ra's army. And like, I didn't, I wasn't trying to save myself. I was just trying to save the rest of my men so that like we could actually do this correctly. And, um, so Teal'c and Braytech are in front of Apophis and Apophis is like, well, you know about this. And Teal'c like tries to stand up for Valor and um, Apophis is like, yeah, would you have done the same thing? He's like, well, no. And he's like, great. And I know that you're a good person. Go kill him. Yep. No cares. No cares in the world. So um, he takes Valor back to the planet where the battlefield was, and um, Valor is like, you're right, I shouldn't have done it, I shouldn't have retreated, I am a coward, I'm a failure to my god, like, go ahead and kill me. And um, 
Taylor's like, no, like go run away, live in this village. It's okay. Like, um, I'm not going to kill you. And Teal'c is like kind of like testing Apophis in this moment. So he lets Valor go and then he brings the symbiote from one of the dead Jaffa um, from the battlefield back with him and like goes back to Apophis and Apophis doesn't know the difference of like what gold he killed. And that is kind of like the nail in the coffin for Teal'c. Um, Obviously he doesn't know everything. He doesn't know anything. Correct. Um, back in the real world, Jack is up in the observation room, um, with Hammond because obviously even though they're supposed to be taking a break, they like couldn't. And Hammond says that currently like the technical military plan is that if this does not work, they're going to put the symbiote back in Teal'c and take him to a high security prison and leave him like in solitary until the gold symbiote matures. And then they can like remove it for study and let Teal'c die then. And Hammond's like, that's the plan. I can't let that happen. So this has to work. Um, and then we have another memory. And this time Teal'c is uh, telling Dreyok, like he wakes up in the middle of the night violently. And he's telling Dreyok that like he feels shame because he killed like a whole village of women and children. And um, she's like, it's okay. Um you did it for Apophis, so that makes it okay. Like, it's fine. And he's like, it's not fine. Like, there were innocent women and children in that village. And she's like, yes, but we're going to have a baby. And Apophis bought us this house. <laughs> and um, and um, he's like, yeah, but I killed a dolphin named Valar in the village. And she's like, no. And he's like, yeah, well, before when it happened I let him go and now I burned down a whole village full of innocent children to hide the fact that I kept Valor alive in case Apophis found out and I am ashamed like I am a horrible person and she's like you have to get over it because my baby needs a dad like she is just brainwashed she's the worst um, at this point, I looked at Dan and I just go, I promise that no matter how poor we are, and no matter how bad things are, and no matter how stressful our jobs are, I will never encourage you to murder people for a mob boss just because they bought me a house. Great. That is a good standard to have. <laughs> he was like, thank you. <laughs> um, so, and we're still in memory land. Um, Teal'c has officially become the first prime of Apophis now, and he runs to tell Braytac, and Braytac is, like, pissed. And uh, um, Teal'c's like, this is literally what you've been training me for my whole life. Like, I don't understand. And he's like, yeah, but I was training you for it because I thought you could do it without being excited. Like, I thought you could do it and, like, do good with it by, like, protecting as many people as you could in this position because I trusted that you saw the truth. And um, if you're going to believe in him, I can't continue to like work with you. Yeah. Um, and then still all in memory land, we catch up to the events of the first season in the beginning of the show and Teal shows Braytac SG1 in prison and it shows how he just like felt strongly immediately upon seeing them that there was something different about them and um Braytac's like well 
nobody's going to be enough to help us. So like, just pray that they don't get chosen as hosts because that's the best you could ever do for them. Um, and um, then we go to real life and Teal'c is like, super not going to make it. Like he's very much at the end. Yeah. And Braytac is like, do not put the symbiote back in him. And they like, at this point we is the first really like quick, like two scenes happening at once thing. And um, we have the moment where I was like, is he going to die? Like, I know he's not going to die, but is he going to die? Like, <laughs> I was, as I, as I was watching this episode, I was like, I don't know. I wonder how, how nervous Courtney is going to be like that. This is, I was pretty actual. Nervous. I was pretty nervous, even though like logically I know it's not true. It's not happening. It's like, I still question it. Yeah. So, um, they're like shouting at him that he has to like choose and it's flashing back and forth to like Braytac attack, like screaming at Teal'c and Teal'c remembering the scene from the first episode where he joins SG-1. And then um, they finally like Braytac like yells and they finally return the symbiote and def- defib and they're like trying to get him to like come back to life because he like completely dies. Um, and um then we have just like a flash of basically like a picture of Teal'c in every single episode of the first 88 episodes of the show or 89 episodes of the show or whatever. And um, then he like wakes up and is like, I choose freedom. And, it's and everybody Yay. cries and he apologizes to everyone and um, asks to come back on the team. And we get a nice little happy, happy moment there. I wasn't sure if it was going to happen this episode or if they were going to, like, wait it out a bit, you know? Yeah. But, like, also, I, if they were going to do it this way, like, they couldn't wait it out a bit. It would have been that he would have been locked up. Yeah. I, it makes sense the way they did it. I think it would have been interesting to have him, like, take a little bit and become more of, like, an anti-villain for mm-hmm. a hot second there. Um. Well, no, it would have been just a villain, not an anti-villain, really. But, like... um. It would have been interesting to have him become the bad guy for, like, a little bit. But, no, I think that they had to do it this way. Um, Because they couldn't have this last rights thing happen for more than an episode. Exactly, yeah. um, Yeah. So, they could have always had, like, some in-between where he was a bad guy, but not really. Because then he would have had to have been free of SG. And that right. I mean, I feel like the only thing they could have done was, like, they would have had to have had him, like, locked up at SGC. And, like, yeah. while they were, like, researching ways to, like, unbrainwash him, they were doing other stuff. Like, yeah. that's the only thing that I thought could have worked. But this way we get to it back, so. Yeah. Um, I do only have one piece of trivia. Well, no, I have two pieces of trivia, but one I thought was dumb. So I, I guess I could share it, but I don't love it. Um, In the scene where Hammond didn't uh, Jack are looking into the room and you can mm-hmm. see the reflection of all the candles that are around Teal'c. There are two candles um, that are very, very obviously in the shape of letters. Um, usually I know those things, so I only notice them because I know them, but this one was so fucking obvious. I don't know how you didn't see it, except for that I know that your brain is not functioning at full capacity. Um, because the candles were shaped like the letters P, D, 
for Peter DeLuise. Oh, I love yeah. it. I don't. Only because it was too obvious. Like, I like when they do touches like this, but it, this one was, like, chunky and stupid, and none of and none of the other candles were in any kind of pattern, so it looked weird. Yeah, that made sense. Um, the other trivia I have is that um, Tony Amendola, who plays Braytac, has said it, um, that this is his favorite episode of Stargate of all time. Oh, I love it. Because yes. he was the hero. Yeah. So that is my trivia that uh, Braytech loves this episode. But I also think, and not just that Braytech's the hero, but you really truly understand Braytech and Teal'c so much more after this episode. Yeah. And why they did what they did and how they did what they did and why they were never, they were, it wasn't like SG-1 made them good guys. They were always those Already. people without an outlet. Yeah. And so I really, really like that. Um, but, and things we don't like, um, who do you want to punch? Apophis for brainwashing Tilk. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I know it's not entirely his fault because he was brainwashed, but I do want to punch Tilk because he was kind of rude. Yeah, that's fair. <sighs> that's fair. Um, and he and called Daniel a woman. <laughs> and talked about fabric. Um, who is your MVP? Great talk. Now, I knew you would pick Braytac. That is really the best answer. Um, but because I knew you were going to pick Braytac, I'm going to go with Sam. Because while I think Jack is more like more willing to do whatever it takes to get Teal'c back and like he is more emotionally supportive in this episode I think Sam is the only one who fully comes to terms with the why they have to do it yeah. this way and that makes the way she talks to him very different and I appreciate that so I was very nervous for a minute when she was talking to him because like I was like, I know that sometimes she gets a little bit too emotional on these things. I don't want her to, like, release him or, like, loosen him up or anything. And, like, yeah. I knew that she knew better and she wasn't going to do it. Yeah. But, like, little moments throughout this episode that I was like, is that going to happen? It shouldn't happen. It never would happen. But is it going to happen? Like, <laughs> so many times I feel like. Yeah. And none of them did. None of them did. No, they did not. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Sam's a good choice. Sam's a good choice. Yeah. Um, this, I realized that last week I didn't do like a teaser about what was going to happen this week, but it was kind of obvious that what was going to happen this week because right. we had to deal with... Um, made to deal with Tilk. To deal with Tilk. But now that we have um, solved the Tilk problem, I guess I can give you a quick little uh, teaser for next week. Of course... For yeah. you guys, it'll be a week from now. For Courtney and I, it'll be like three. Seven um, years. So in the mm -hmm. next episode, we have another unnecessary romance plot. But I'm not going to tell you with who. That it's Daniel. Listen, I think... I think all four of them have at this point had 
unnecessary romance plots. I mean, Daniel, Daniel, it does happen to more (laughs) often. I will give you that. It happens to Daniel more often. It's a new season. We need a new Daniel romance for no reason. We had for Sam, we had Martouf and that one guy from the Tolan. Um, Daniel's had everyone. Um, Teal'c had Shawnock. And then Jack had... Jack had a lot in the first season, too. Like, every girl in the first season was either in love with Jack or with Daniel. It was very odd. Yeah, um, well, he had his real one with that, like, 100 Days lady. Yeah, and then there was the whole um, Anise-Freya thing where one of them wanted to oh, bang yeah. Jack, but the, like, the, the symbiote yeah, wanted to bang Daniel, but the girl wanted to bang Jack. Yeah. You still won't um, convince me it's not Daniel unless until I watch it. I will not be convinced. That's convinced. fair. That's fair. I'm not gonna say any more than that. Um just Hammond. That, just, Ooh. Ooh, that being and Hammond is a happily married man. I know. <laughs> I know. But um, but then but again, I thought Teal'c was a happily married man and then Shauna came on the show. <laughs> okay, but then we met Dreyog too. Like she's That's true. We did we did uh, meet his wife and she sucks. Um, and also, she, and she also him. was with another man. She like, married someone else. So, right. like, like, yeah, no. She and he actually did kind of hold out for her, and she was like totally married to someone else while he yeah. was like right. fighting. So, no, that's fine. Shawnock's fine. Yeah, and uh, he he didn't marry Shawnock because she became a high priestess of the temple. So, like, it wasn't that he didn't love her first. Yeah. So exactly. it's fair, but yes. So everyone has weird. What if it's Janet? Oh, that'd be so nice. She's too be. busy. She's too busy not saving. She, she does not care. No, man. She is like, I don't think you understand that. I have to make sure SGC stays alive. She has to keep everyone and alive make- and raise a daughter. She's the only one raising. Oh Yeah. <sighs> Forgot about that. Yeah, she's busy. She does not have time for a relationship right now. She would kill anyone. I would kill anyone if I was her. Um, speaking of death, I do have a fear that Braytag may die this season. It's a valid fear. Um, he did say he only has like two years left to live, so. Yeah. And it's just, and this was but like also, a really high point for him. This episode. But also, it was, which is a good way to like. Yeah. send somebody out also remember they said that teal symbiote only has four to five years left too and we have another five to six years of the show i'll find a new one junior so square. so just just keep that little piece of information yeah. in in the back of your head there Tilt okay but gray okay. tech i'm concerned about so these are all, all valid valid thoughts and theories. Um, if you have any thoughts, theories, fears, um, please email us at deathandaliens at gmail.com or um, you can follow us on all the social media at deathandaliens um, to that one person who really angrily commented on one of our YouTube videos that YouTube just recommended this video for them and that they never really understood why it was on their recommended feed. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to complain about that because it also gave us traction on the video and I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I did not see that. I am so disconnected <laughs> from YouTube. 
No, I went to like look at something and there was a comment on one of the videos and I like clicked on it and it was like, did anyone else's YouTube like just tell them that they might be interested in this video? And I was like, I commented back and I was like, well, were you like, did you like it? <laughs> they didn't they respond. They didn't respond That's to that. Weird. Right. Um, but so if you have found us via a weird, um, unnecessary YouTube algorithm, welcome. Thank you. I hope you welcome. enjoyed it. Um, this was not our finest moment, um, but <laughs> I promise it's not always this hectic, um, except for that it is. Let's be It is, but in a, the best way. Right. Um, this is a bad way. Yeah, this is um, a, a month of illness. Just We are a us. week away from Christmas today and yeah. Mary got bronchitis for like seven years and I've now had it for a weekend like for like eight days straight so and so we're just trying our best we're just we're just trying to survive um so you can like I said follow us on all the social media you can follow me everywhere at uh e-m-k-a-y underscore superstar and you can find me at c-e cloud 13 and with that, we will see you on Thursday for our um, American Horror Story Asylum podcast. Ooh. All right. Bye.